everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. everyone. Hello. Hey. Thank you so much for tuning into Hop Culture. We are one member short today because Anne is in the thick of prepping for their move to Oklahoma this weekend. So it's just me, Grace, and Claire today. Yeah. Um, so our topic today was inspired by an experience that we had when um, Anne, Tess, and I went to see Taylor Swift in Kansas City. Little did we know at the time that uh, she was about to become a uh, Kansas City regular. You guys were later. sort of Special on the ground now. floor. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Yeah. We did not realize how significant mm-hmm. that concert was. But the, all the hotels were like flooded that weekend. And we we got the tickets kind of last minute. So by the time we got a hotel, it was such a dingy little place. And mm-hmm. I don't remember what we needed. I, well, I think we wanted to know what the Wi-Fi password was. And so Tess very bravely was like, I'll call the front desk. So she picks up the, <laughs> she picks up the, <laughs> she picks up the phone and dials two or like whatever it is. And <laughs> I don't remember what did you say, Tess? She was like, they're not answering or like No, I didn't say they're not answering. I said it's not working. It's not working. And <laughs> I don't know why we thought this was so funny, but I pick up the phone and listen, <laughs> and there's no dial tone. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> she didn't know about dial tones. Like, it wouldn't, a call was not going to go through if there's no dial it tone. Said, and it said dial two. Yeah, it's a totally desk. understandable thing, but it's just, Anne and I were just dying because we we're like, Tez has never made a phone call with a dial tone, probably. Mm-hmm. Which That's true. Is I mean, didn't you work at dad's office for a bit, though? Yeah, that's a good point. And those were, like, real phones, right? Those were real phones, but you just pick up the phone and... I guess she probably just didn't know the significance of a dial That's probably... Exactly. You probably didn't realize... Like, it wasn't, like, a huge part of Yeah, I I remember, like, the... But, like, I just thought that was just, like, the sound. It wasn't the signifier of, like, this means the phone is, like, in service and, like, like, functional. Yeah, I had had no no way of knowing. That's fair. If anything, it just made us feel old, and Mm -hmm. the only way to get through it was to laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. But that's something I would like to touch on later. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, there is also, I yeah, later later in the episode. Wow, so many promises (laughs) for later. Um, I have some surprises for later in the episode too, but not till weekly Mm. wins. Um, So with Anna Way. The mice will play. No, I'm just kidding. Um, with Anna Way, the generational divide between us sisters is ever more stark because you have Grace and I. So I was born in 88. Grace was born in 91. And then Tess wasn't born until 99. And so there's kind of a, I mean, there's 10 and a half years between me and Tess. So we thought it would be the perfect time to put, because Anne, she told me when she was here last week that she's a zillennial 
which apparently is like a <laughs> no Anne, no wait, a Anne yes is a millennial. Tess is a millennial. Oh, Tess is a millennial. No, Anne was turning. I thought I think Anne no, was trying. Anne to is a millennial. Anne, she was a millennial. Full fledged millennial. Anne was born in ninety three. So according to um, Google. Uh, millennials are categorized as people born between the years of 1981 and 19, well, not between, but, you know, starting in 1981 and 1996, Gen Z is 1997 to 2012. I've seen 1980. And that's the most generous. I think that's the most, like, the youngest I've ever seen Gen Z included. Yeah, I've seen Gen Z go up to, like, 99 before, too. Or what do you mean young? Oh, you mean yeah, like yeah, go yeah. up to like... I've seen it go up to like 2000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's just... I'm just saying there's no way Anne's is a lineage. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's more like <laughs> she's like um like a young millennial who has like Gen Z traits. And I'm like, you can't <laughs> try to... Don't try to shrug us away. Like you're a millennial. Yeah. You're you're one of us. Mm-hmm. The worst ones. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so Tess is, you know, she's an older Gen Z and, you know, she was raised with millennial sisters. So she probably has some millennial traits. But mm-hmm. Tess, what is your perception of older people, children of the 90s? Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I feel like people born in the I've never I don't think I've ever met or not born, I guess, raised in the 90s. I don't think I've ever met people as like proud of a decade <laughs> as like there's just endless like 90s kids like, i don't know i feel like children of the 80s are so proud of growing up in the 80s they the only difference is that they didn't have the internet young enough mm-hmm. to be able that to post about true. it that's that true and like true. Tess, it's probably not in tessa's memory um, that's but, true. Yeah, I feel like the 80s when we were growing up was kind of like the 90s. That's, yeah. Where it was just like, oh, I guess if if it wasn't the 80s, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I guess it makes sense because, like, now I'm starting to get to the age where, like, I'm feeling very nostalgic for the early 2000s because it's when you went to kindergarten and things were just sunshiny and, like, Once you get to adulthood, you start to look back. So I understand it. But I just remember, like, rolling my eyes because, first of all, I don't know. I I always saw those, like, you know, you're a 90s kid if, and, like, half of them applied to, like, to anybody and, like, most decades. I don't know. It was just, (laughs) it was. That's true. There is this thing of, like, we didn't have social media as kids. And it's, like. Well, we didn't have, like, most people didn't have social media as young children, like, even if it did exist. (laughs) Like, it's like we think we're the only ones that had certain experiences that were like. Or like, do you know what this is? And it's like a, like. It's like the Nickelodeon logo or something. something. Yeah. (laughs) Koosh ball. (laughs) I don't know. I love them, though. I totally, I I totally lean into it, but because I'm the definition of just like a cringy millennial who's like annoying and <laughs> and like I don't it's, know, I fall right into every trap. It's true. If I were to like, I think Claire is like a likable cringe millennial. Like, thank you. Not, <laughs> yeah. But uh, is now when I should say like 
any other like cringy things that I thought of? Well, I, I was going to say things millennials say, like phrases, but if you have other like traits, you're welcome to share them now. Okay, traits. Let me if think. you you don't have to though. If I think of any, I'll find a way to okay to work them in later. Yeah, so we we read an article to prep for this episode. Um it was from the insider and it's called why we all love to hate other generations. And so this article it was it was basically about how like general generational labels aren't that helpful or informative because they're too for a couple of reasons they're too big like the span of time is is too large and also it made a lot of points uh, to me I'll get into this Grace always <laughs> keeps saying like a, she never likes the articles I never like the, the articles <laughs> um but but I, I mean I liked the point I guess that they made the the main point but the point they were making was like people gravitate towards them because it gives them a sense of identity and also we want to like understand both ourselves and each other and we also love to talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. They, it didn't it's like say personality that, like, tests. Yeah, we love to talk about ourselves, but we also like to talk about other people. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, people. We're just social creatures, right? Like we mm-hmm. like to we like to categorize talk about people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's stereotyping is a very like easy tool to like figure things out. And I mean, most people fit into stereotypes. You know, like that's why mm-hmm. we make them. So the point that the article tried to make was that I felt like a lot of the points it was making were that these generational um, things aren't good for researchers and, like, don't make sense for science, which Mm -hmm. I had no argument against. But I also was just kind of like, yeah, I think that they're still, like, they're still useful to use for talking because they were trying to make a point of, like, well, you can't compare Gen Z in the workforce with like Gen X in the workforce, you know, like Mm -hmm. Gen X is trying to talk about, or boomers are trying to talk about like Gen Z workers. And basically what you're saying is you're comparing a 20 year old to a 60 year old and Mm -hmm. like how 20 year olds think about work versus how 60 year olds think about work. Mm -hmm. And that was a fair point, but the word to use to describe current 20 year olds is Gen Z. So I still think it's a useful like Mm -hmm. term because I can easily talk about which group of ages i'm like, yeah you know who you're referring about. to so yeah like, i'm not trying to make a scientific point that gen z is the only one who would ever have start more their own business without any skills yeah. or like yeah like <laughs> but, <laughs> but that is so like rude. that is like sure that's any 20 year old but mm-hmm. like current currently that's gen z yeah so like if i want to complain about like current 20 year olds that's who i'm talking about mm-hmm. or like current yeah. old people i don't think it's unique to them necessarily yeah no yeah i agree i feel like as as much as like we talk about the faults of various generations i also think that it kind of creates a sense of unity <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like you're i feel like we're all kind of proud of the generation mm-hmm. that we're in and it's kind of fun to be like these are my these are my people. These are my traits. They you know like I don't know. I think I think cringe millennials are extremely proud to be cringe millennials. I would agree. Yeah, I would actually totally agree with that. Like 
it gives you sort of a sense of like, yeah, maybe we don't have much in common, but we all were born in like the same period of time. <laughs> and we all yeah. had like the same, you know, big world events happen in our childhood and we watched the same shows and you can kind of laugh about the same things. And I agree. Sometimes it doesn't feel good to be like made fun of for like style, <laughs> you know, but that's just... And, one point that this article made was like, people have been judging people older and younger than them since the dawn of time. Like, that's why the phrase like kids these days exists is like, that's been a thing. I do think it's more, like you said, the internet has fanned the flames more. And like, yeah, we, we didn't have, you know, little like full house montages on, you know, Instagram back in the sixties or whatever, but like, Little things like that have come about because of the internet, but people have been sort of like, ugh, this new generation forever. So it's just sort of inevitable whether you want to give it a name or not. But I do think it's sort of unifying to be like, yeah, like we do, you know, have the millennial pause, but that's okay. Like we, we had to because when we started Instagram, it wouldn't start recording right away. Do you guys know about the millennial pause? I, no, I still don't understand it. All it is from what I can gather is just that when millennials start, and this is again, a broad generalization, but when millennials start recording on like TikTok or Instagram, there's a pause and kind of a breath and like, hey guys, like there's like a little pause, whereas Gen Z, there's like a shake because they, like millennials get their phone set up and like they pose and then they're like, (laughs) ding, and then they start. But then Gen Z, it's like the phone is shaking because they're, They've clicked it and they're like talking as they're positioning their phone, which is <laughs> like true. such a dumb like thing to notice, but it's become representative of like millennials being like outdated and kind of like dorky. <laughs> like, okay. I yeah, actually found so a sense. montage of all of the Marvel actors like doing the millennial pause, <laughs> even though some of them like Robert Downey Jr., he's got to be Gen X. At yeah, least. This is not oh, a, yeah, maybe he's boomer. even a boomer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not all millennials, but it was funny. I was just like, <laughs> just little things like that that we get made fun of for, but it is like a unifying thing. And we should also mention, sorry, before we get too deep into this, we did an episode kind of on a similar topic. It was episode 21. So it was a long time ago. It was Battle of the Chugs when we talked about things that were chuggy, which is basically just like representative of millennial cringe. It's sort of just the same thing. So I can't believe that was episode 21. I know. I had to go back yeah. and hunt for it. Does and it I was like, surely it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, it was like one of our first episodes. So hmm. give that a listen if you if you enjoy this topic. But speaking of millennial cringe... I thought it would be fun. I compiled a list of things millennials say. A lot of these were from like TikTok videos. One in particular was from Kyle Gordon. I got a lot of these ideas from him. So I want to give him credit. But I made a list of, yeah, things millennials say according to Gen Z. And Tess, I want you to rate these from one to five in terms of distaste. Okay. One being not so bad, five being we need to strike them from our vocab. Okay. Okay. I would like to just state I I'm nervous. do not speak for all Gen Zs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would be harsher than I Yeah, am. Tess is kindly – she's a gentle Gen Z. I did a thing. Wait. Okay, so five is max Is worst, range. yeah. I would put that at a five. <laughs> I did a thing. 
It's horrible. It's overused. I did a thing, though, is like an 18-year-old millennial. Like, are millennials still saying that? I see I see people yeah, say I've that seen it. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's often when they like bought a house or something now. It's yeah. like the events have matched the level of adulthood. It used to just be like you got a haircut. <laughs> now it's like I've we've moved across the country or something, but they still people are still saying <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> um adulting. Uh I would say that's like a two point five. Can okay. I do fives? Um, how is that about a, is that too high or too low, Grace? I still I would have given that a five as well. <laughs> oh, trust Grace me, these get more, worse. More cringed than I am. Um, how about awkward turtle? Oh no, <laughs> Grace, remember Hi. awkward turtle? <laughs> it was bad. I did it many times. And what was you this? did it? What wasn't there sign language for awkward too? Yeah. Well, oh. The awkward turtle was a thing, but wasn't there something that was like, awkward? And I thought there was like sign language or something. I, I'm sure I there was, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I said that. awkward constantly for a few years of my life. It was a huge. And I remember, I think one time mom was like, stop saying awkward. <laughs> Everything is <laughs> awkward. <laughs> um, okay. Um, this one. Uh, okay. Um, she's my spirit animal. It's usually like Tina Fey or Amy Poehler or yeah. um, Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> I'm gonna put that at a at a four. Oh, really? I don't think that was wow. that bad. I would have put that <laughs> one lower. I don't like it's that bad, but it's not. I mean, it's not. It doesn't like give me the visceral reaction like of awkward one person turtle. saying it. Like, oh, haha, that's kind of funny. But like, why? It's not. <laughs> so no, it's that's not true. funny. It's a bar. Well, also, joke. what is a spirit like? A Patronus? Is that what a spirit animal is? Like, I don't really know what a spirit animal is necessarily. Is that culturally appropriating? I know, exactly. I'm like, it might be. Um, I was today years old when I learned. That's also a four. <laughs> that one gets used <laughs> I agree. a lot. It gets used a lot. And it's so. Again, but then it got, it got replaced with TIL and. And TIL confuses me so bad is, every time I have I don't to even think know what it that through. Is. Today, Today, I, Today I learned. I learned. Oh, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that one's not like mm-hmm. funny. It's just, but like, I have to think Destroy. so hard anytime someone uses TIL <laughs> that's true. that I'd rather just be annoyed mm-hmm. by having them <laughs> say the other thing. Okay. When people ask a question or for recommendations on Facebook and they're like, places to take my toddler this weekend and go. <laughs> like, ready and go. Three. Oh, see, I don't wow. like this one. This is that just one's a my five own for me personal well. opinion. I feel that it doesn't give enough gratitude to people asking. Like, that's when you're true. asking for that's something, true. it acts like it's a fun game instead of, like, requesting something of someone. That is a good point. Okay. And then you're such a Hufflepuff. Or like, oh, I'm a Gryffindor, so, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Using your Harry Potter house to categorize yourself. <laughs> yeah. Any Harry, any Harry Potter reference at this point is, like, embarrassing. I know, but I, I don't care. I do them still. I know. I know. I, we, all, we all love Harry Potter, but do – must we, like, continue to identify ourselves 
Well, it. it's like it's like Gen Z it's doing like astrology now, where everything is like oh, Libra that's, season. That's cringe too. Yeah, that's cringe in it's in the this equivalent. Moment. I already know that you know. In five years, we're gonna look back and regret it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, oh, do you have any to add, Tess, that you thought of? Yeah, I thought of one that just has bothered me for a long time. <laughs> oh, and I'm it's so excited. Comments like, you'll have to bury me in my skinny jeans, or like, <laughs> That one is scathing. I see. I actually have seen that exact phrase. I, I'm going to say You'll that exact have to phrase. Bury like, me in my skinny jeans. I've seen it in so many comment sections. No, like, it's just. I think it just bothers me because millennials <laughs> act like wide leg pants are like shocking. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how could the styles have changed when that's just what it like it always does i don't Mm -hmm. know they're just acting like so shocked yeah (laughs) that pants that were in style 10 years or like you know seven years ago are no longer in style and Mm -hmm. it's yeah well it's also a little bit of like it's like okay if you want to wear like unstylish pants like that's your like no one really cares like stop insisting that it has to be in style. Like you can, you can wear them, but like, don't, don't act like the world is crazy because we're not, you know, sticking with what you like. I think it goes back to millennials loving to be like the annoying center of attention. And I am including myself in that because I think we enjoy pushing back on the skinny jeans and side part thing more than Gen Z care. Like they don't really care. Yeah. But we're like, how dare you? So we can like, like, make you're it gonna into look a thing. dumb no matter what you wear because you're like in your 30s and 40s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, exactly. wear whatever you want, old people. It's just but. funny because it's like I feel like, uh, you know, 10 years ago, millennials were making fun of the moms who still like feathered their hair and wore like clothes from the 80s and, <laughs> and now 90s. it's us mm-hmm. yes. and now it's you but you're like so mad about it and well, that's, well, it's hard because just accept it because pants and hair are two things that are really hard to reinvent for, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i can i can deal with changing shirt styles or accessories you know, like things like that no problem but like i have found pants that i like to wear and I don't want to have to redo it. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And I'm it's old. True. So, yeah. I think that's that part okay. of it comes from fear. No, no one's making fun. That's the thing. I mean, some, some, I'm sure some Gen Zs are making fun of it. But nobody else cares. That's that's what I don't understand is millennials are acting like everyone cares that they're wearing skinny <laughs> jeans. And nobody cares what kind of jeans you're wearing. So I actually saw this TikTok. Do you guys know who Jenna Barclay is? Tess, you've probably seen her stuff mm. because she does like a lot of um, like millennial fashion nostalgia videos. So you've probably seen, you know, point of view, you're going out for the night in 2012. And she has like a yes, peplum I, top. I have seen her. I just looked her up. So she did a video kind of on this topic and she was talking about how like women in their 30s, I think she's probably about my age. I'm 35. Um, and she was like, 
talking about how it is interesting because like you said, like I remember being a teenager and seeing people wearing stuff from the eighties and not in like a judging, not like I was looking around like judging people, but just kind of thinking like, oh, why wouldn't you like update your clothes and hair? You know, like it's so outdated at this point. And I totally get it now because it's for one thing. Yeah. You find something that works for you and like, that you felt good in probably because it was like the era where like you were being, well, she said, Jenna says like, that's from the era you were being marketed to. You were like the group that like was being courted to spend money. And it felt, you felt good in that at that time. And so it's like hard to let go of that. And that's natural. I think that's happened for like every generation. Like that just happens where it's kind of like you find something Mm -hmm. that works for you and it's kind of hard to move on from it. Plus, there's the fact that now that I'm in my 30s, like, I don't want to look like I'm trying to look 21. Yeah. Like, that's embarrassing, Mm -hmm. too. But one thing she said that I thought was true is she was like, I think – and I would love to hear from people that are older than us, like, if anyone that's older than us listens and would like to weigh in DMS. Because I am, like, truly curious if this has always been the case or if this is, like, a new thing. But I think one thing – well, not I think. Jenna said, and I thought it was, like, accurate – was she was like, in previous generations, as people got older, like, they just, I hate to say this, but like, she's like, they just sort of faded away in terms of like pop culture. Like, it was always like, you know, teenagers, people in their 20s, as you get older, you're not like as visible, unfortunately, which isn't good, but it's just like the truth in terms of trendiness, you know? But she was like, I think now people are getting married later. Like, they're just living like their young adult years a little bit later into life. And with the internet, like millennials especially are very much like online and in the spaces where like trends are being talked about. We refuse. Exactly. We refuse to let go. To cede the floor. It's true. We're just like, we won't be shown to the door. Like we're like, we're here whether you like it or not. And so she's like, I think a lot of women in their 30s feel so lost right now because we're like, no, we're not going to fade. We will not go what is it? We'll not go quietly into that dark night (laughs) because we refuse, but we don't, but no one's like helping us like into the next space. That's not true. There are so many Instagrammers trying to help you. That's actually true. If I could tell you how many mid-sized millennial moms that not, and they call themselves that like mid-sized millennial fashion accounts I've followed like in the last month or two. I don't know what so much hate. It's just body types. Like millennials are like, they'll be like, okay, here's how, you know, here's how to look trendy but still wear the outfits you like here are mm-hmm. like some pants that i updated and here's you know and it's very <laughs> it's cute true. and it's very age appropriate and it's put together and there's these millennials in the comments they're like <laughs> i will never there's a slight flare on those jeans how dare you we, we're, we're kind of like, like feeding into it at this point yeah. on purpose yeah well i'm wearing a matching sweatsuit today Pants. And I can't top. know if that's good or bad. I don't know either because I, tell me the truth, <laughs> Tess. Is it bad? Well, I don't think it's bad. You said it like it's a it's a big step, which is that's what's giving me pause because I think those <laughs> have been in for like a few years now. They have. That's the thing. Is that's the thing. Is it takes a couple years to adopt it because when I was. <laughs> 
a child, well, when I was like a tween, someone wearing matching like sweatpants and sweatshirt would have not worked, would have been like very out of style. Mm -hmm. And I'm also unsure if this was not meant for someone in their 70s or 80s. (laughs) I can't tell. Genuinely. (laughs) It's so hard. I bought it at Costco. My friend Katie was saying she was wearing a, a matching sweatsuit the other day and she was like, I cannot believe how many like 70 year olds have stalked me today and been like, where did you get that? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something that people like, weren't like in retirement communities, you know? <laughs> exactly. So it's, con- I'm just genuinely like at Costco, I'm like, is this meant for like an old person? Is it cool? <laughs> no, I, I think you can, I'm, you looked very cute. On can I tell the Smurf story today. really quick? Yeah. It was on, I shared this on my personal Instagram, but I was in, so I'm wearing this matching sweatsuit. Top and bottom matching. It's like a periwinkle color. I'm in the Dollar Tree today. I'm, I just had walked in. I'm getting my cart. I hear a lady say, such and such, dress like a Smurf. And I was like, is she talking about me? And I was like, I can't tell. I can't tell if I did something to annoy her, like if I'm in her way. So I scurried out of the way, like as fast as I could. Because I was like, am I blocking her from getting out the door or something? I was crazy. I can't speak. I was so worried and embarrassed. I was like, is she talking about me to like the other people? But then I looked, I kind of looked over my shoulder and she was carrying a little toddler out and the little toddler girl was in like a blue jumpsuit. And so I think my theory is she, this was the grandma and she was, Telling her daughter, like you, she's you got to dress like a Smurf, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious in its own right. But I cannot tell you how ashamed I immediately felt that she was talking about me to someone else. It just sounds like I felt a misunderstanding that would happen on TV. <laughs> It's such a clear story to be like, is she and like immediately assume that someone's Is that what I mean if someone her? said dress like a smurf and I'm wearing all blue? What else could you possibly think? I know. I was, true. That's my heart was true. like pounding. It reminds me of a, on a show one time. There was a guy in a hot dog suit and someone said like a man dressed like a hot dog and he was like him and he points to a guy wearing like a tan suit with a like red shirt and like a yellow mustard colored tie that looked exactly like a hot hot dog. And it just I don't know what they're just oh, so it just felt so TV. Oh it, it is so funny. TV story. So anyway, long story short, I do feel like millennials, I agree. Like we're acting like, oh, fashion doesn't cater to us. But you're right, Tess. Like we're we're the ones that sometimes are like unnecessarily fighting against something that doesn't need to be fought on. Yes. And And I I do think we're just going to start to look a little older and that's just going to be the facts of life, you know? Well, it's okay to look like older. I'm not saying you have to like wear shiny metallic cargo pants and like I don't know. You don't have you don't have to dress like a Gen Z, but you mm-hmm. could just update I'm just putting a little plug in mm-hmm. for the millennials. Yeah, maybe listening. next time if you ever come to visit again, maybe you could help me. Yeah. I'd I love you that guys too. Dress I need great. some work on the pants. 
The yeah, pants, I, the I pants too are tricky. I would like to go pants shopping. I bought some wide leg jeans, and I feel like they do make me look a little squat. Mine do too. Wide leg yeah. jeans make me look so short and squat that <laughs> I won't do it because I know that someday I'll have to look at the pictures. And that's okay. Sometimes, you know, you can just work around a trend. You don't have yeah. to you don't have to embrace it. But anyway. You just don't have to be vocal in comment sections. You don't have to yeah, be so exactly. mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so shocked that like like you said, trends have changed. It's like that's what happened. <laughs> okay, so to to wrap this up, we wanted to put you to the test to see if you can finish these quintessential nineties slogans. Okay. Okay. I'm very, I have no idea if these are going to be so easy or if they're going to be hard for you. We'll see. I'm going to mentally try to complete them so that then we can compare. Okay. Okay. If they were easy. Lego. Lego. Oh, that's that's for you, Tess. (laughs) Yeah, you have to finish it. Well, I just thought there was more than just Lego. (laughs) No, it's Uh, Lego. And it's not Lego. It's not not like. the moon. No, no, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. She really. Went I mean, for that's, it. that's that's the yeah. right. Um, that's the right. It's the right conjunction. Meaning of Lego. Yeah, it's Lego my ego, like ego waffles. What? I, yeah, Lego my ego, because there'd be ego waffles pop up and someone like, let would go take of it. My it's like let go of my ego. I agree. Oh, let go. That's I know. bad. That's I really agree, bad. but it, <laughs> it it really puzzled me as a kid. Me too. <laughs> Um, I want my baby back. Baby back. Is that it? <laughs> well, yeah, keep the- going. Oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Chili, can, you, chilies, can you finish baby that? Baby back. And can, what about? <laughs> so this is a crossover with The Office and Chili's, and you didn't get either one, because this was no. featured on, on The Office, I haven't too. been to Chili's, and I have not seen The Office. You've, You've never, never been, been to Chili's? No. I guess we never went as a family. Oh, my word. That doesn't That's surprise shocking. me. <laughs> okay. Give me a break. There's no way. There's no way. There's no <gasps> Kit Kat. That's <laughs> close. With a this is another. This is no, another it was a pretty Kit-Kat. famous office oh, it crossover. Was? Give me I a just break. assumed because of breaking. Give me a break. Break me. <laughs> oh my word! I thought this, this is easy. Weirder. This wow. is more shocking than the dial tone thing. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody better lay a finger on something, and it's a finger. It says case. finger in there. Oh, on my lady fingers. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh butterfingers. But- <laughs> oh, my lady fingers. Lady fingers brand. Lady fingers. <laughs> I don't know. And to make it even better, it was Bart Simpson that said it. Okay, hungry. Eat a Snickers. It, close. Grab a Snickers. Oh, grab That's a Snickers. That's close enough. That was I wouldn't yeah. have gotten. Yeah, grab it. <laughs> I thought it was half a Snickers. <laughs> okay. Be kind. I'll give you a hint. This was from Blockbuster. Rewind. Good. Oh, they had it on the on the tapes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the last one. Got. Milk? There you go. 
That, Good. That's evil, apparently. It's evil? I mean, I... The Got Milk campaign or milk? You know, there's... Are there conspiracy theories? There's like milk conspiracies. Just that it was like the dairy commission. That big milk tried to make us think milk milk was healthy. Yeah, big milk and celebrities. Well, I mean, it said right on there, sponsored by the American Dairy Association. I know. I don't know why. I understood that as a small child. Big deal. (laughs) I did. As a small child. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, I really bought into the fact that you needed to be drinking milk like at, Several at every turn a day, yeah. Would, when yeah, make I you I like saw a dietitian when I was pregnant, and she told me I needed to be drinking four glasses of milk a day. But <gasps> she was quite old, and so I don't think that that was current advice. I'd give anything for someone to tell me I needed to be drinking four glasses of milk a day. The pediatrician always too bad of an assignment. They always ask how much milk my kids drink, which is funny because I feel like outside of the pediatrician it's not as like heavily encouraged as it used to be, but like they're always like, how much milk do they drink? So I do think it's healthy. Okay, well, I think we can agree that no matter when you were born you're eventually going to look back on things you did when you were younger and wonder what you were thinking and will all eventually be cringe. So with that, let's do <laughs> weekly wins. A hopeful note to end on. I always like to end, yeah, with a, with a <laughs> so what. <laughs> and peace. Uh, I have a win. I got some slippers, some Bombas <gasps> slippers. <gasps> Ooh, Grace. I gasped. What? I have been looking at are they the boiled wool ones? Um I hold them up. So I don't know what boiled wool is. I can tell they're They're on your feet because you're looking down. (laughs) Yep, they're on my feet. They're on my feet. They're probably not the ones that you were thinking of. Um, (gasps) No, those ones are cool too. I've wanted those too. Are you are you wanting like the ballet flat looking ones? Um well they just look like a classic, more of like a clog slipper. Oh you know no, I didn't I didn't see those ones. Those ones but, I think just came um, out. I love those other ones that you have too. Those ones look these, like little elf shoes kind of. Yeah. So they're – what I like about them – I just got them today and I really like them. First off, the inside. So I had some that I got on Amazon. Just get yourself the right pair of slippers mm-hmm. from the start. You know, Don't try to go cheap because I got some on Amazon and they were still like 20 bucks. You know, It's not like they were free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These ones were not that expensive. I think – they were $45, which is pretty mid-range for slippers, I think. You can get really mm-hmm. expensive ones. But my old ones were sort of like Sherpa-lined. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the world... We all got behind Sherpa texture stuff. I'm wearing and- some Sherpa ones. <laughs> are they comfy? They are, but they're sweaty. And yeah, I mean, well, you can't wash they them. They get matted a lot. Because the yeah. thing about Sherpa texture, like Sherpa material is... It's if you want something that's going to be so plush and comfortable for one week mm-hmm. and then agony to touch after mm-hmm. that. Like, and you're going to wonder, like, it. should I put this? Yeah. If yeah. they go through the dryer, it's all frazzled. It's yeah. going to be, like, gross and have, like, weird, like, melted crusties or, you know, mm-hmm. just, like, not – it's going to be awful. So this is different. It's got, like, some sort of really soft, like, wool kind of feeling, like a – Imagine like the softest sweater you've ever touched. Ooh. That's sort of what's on the inside. Um, I got the gripper slippers and they're pretty warm. Like my feet are warm-ish, but they're super not sweaty. And I think that earlier I was wearing them with a pair of socks and then the slippers over the socks and then they were like just perfectly warm. But like mm-hmm. 
I like a slipper that's not going to make my foot sweaty because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want my foot sweaty in a slipper. I don't know. These to me, I'm I'm very happy with them. That is so great. I think it's nice to invest in a pair of slippers because well, if it's something you wear. Because I was just thinking mm-hmm. that like I got I asked for a new robe for my birthday because I wear my bathrobe every single day from like September through May, basically. I'm just always in it. And even during the day, sometimes when I get cold, I'll put it on over my clothes. Like I just, and then I was like, this thing is so raggedy and ugly and matted down. And for something that I wear every single day, maybe I should get a new one like once every five years, Mm -hmm. you know? So I got a new, I actually asked for one for my birthday. So mom gave me one and then Dave also gave me one because he'd remembered I'd mentioned it like a long time ago. And actually mom gave me two. So I got three robes for my birthday. (laughs) So I'm very thrilled because I, now I have lots of nice robes, but I was thinking that about slippers too. It's like, I I wear these all the time, but I would never want to spend a lot of, I never think to spend more than like $15 on them, you know? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, why not just buy a pair that you actually really like? The Bombas ones, I think because I have looked at them, they're coming up on my Instagram eight times a day. So the universe I, is trying I'm to tell me. I'm now and they're very tempting. Yeah, they're very tempting. Well, my weekly win is I kind of have a dual. Well, I'll start with this. It's a journey, but I'll try to keep it brief. So my weekly, my big weekly win is that I'm already mentioned, um, Dave's brother and his family came to visit us this last week. Well, Anne actually came to visit us last week. And then the next day, um, our Mizukawa visitors came. So it was so fun. They had never been out here before. So we just went, we had like the most fun week with two different sets of cousins. Um, we did a little road trip to do some church history sites and it was just awesome. So that was tons of fun, but it was tinged with guilt because I gave our Airbnb a four star rating and then I felt <gasps> really guilty after. I felt so <laughs> bad. Why'd you do it? Well, I don't want to go into like the details, but they're just, I'll tell you the big one. We had to bring our own towels and sheets and then we had to do a full clean before we left. Like not like a, just take the garbage out, like clean bathrooms, mop, vacuum. So it was just- That's a lot of cleaning if you're not providing any- Yeah, it was so much work to prep to bring sheets and towels for that many people and then to have to do that much cleaning. It was just like- it felt almost like camping. You had to bring everything. They didn't, they really provided like, they didn't provide any toilet paper, anything. I just was like, for, for how much prep it was, I felt like it was like too much work. Plus I didn't say this in the review. This is so boring. Long story short. I, there were a few (laughs) things, but I tried to be nice. Like I thought I was nice, but then I felt so guilty after because I was reading through other Airbnb reviews and most people seem like they give a five-star review, even if the place looked terrible. There was one I read that didn't have a door on one of the bathrooms and people still gave it mostly five stars. Oh. So I was like, maybe I was way off base. So then I was trying to edit it, but there's no way to edit it. But here's what I want to say. I think four is really away. nice for there being a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's still great. I feel mm-hmm. like we have to get away from the expectation that every single review is going to be five stars because it's just not, it doesn't give you an accurate rep- representation. It's not helpful then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think we should have the expectation that anything is going to be five stars because 
that's just too much, you know? So Mm -hmm. I took it as my part in like trying to be kind and I enjoyed the stay, but it wasn't perfect, you know, but I don't know. So with that, I would like to share with you guys that we have a one-star review of our podcast. <gasps> I've been oh, waiting. No. Claire, are you okay, Claire? I'm good. I've been waiting to spring it on you guys. Um, I'm pretty <gasps> excited. I have to. Well, there's that. actually, no, I actually need to revise that. It's not a one-star review. It's just a one-star rating. Um, oh. So it was oh, actually. Does it have a review? No, I it doesn't they have would have reviewed. <laughs> don't tempt them. What if they're listening? That was the thing. I actually don't know how many ratings because it doesn't tell you the number. It just shows you the little graph. So I'm assuming it's just one. I could have sworn when I checked last week we had a four star and a one star. But now I'm not seeing the four star anymore. So I don't know if they took it back or if they changed. Maybe they maybe we <laughs> Claire, got their loyalty there's and something they upped deeply it. wrong with you. I don't check it that often. I hadn't checked it in probably two I, months. I do have to say that I'm like pretty offended. Well, it could have – who knows? It could have been – It could have been an accident. I wish – I don't don't ask for a review. I was just gonna say it was nice of you to not the say anything. I want mean. the review because you can't. You, ju- no, okay. you can't just give something. I believe firmly when I give something a one star. I'm not just like one star because that gives no you have information to how someone can improve. Give feedback. You gotta explain Constructive yourself. criticism. If you're gonna be mean. It. You it's gotta explain like why it wasn't okay. Good. Here's but don't what I want. Claire, it just wasn't wasn't this person's style. If they are listening still after giving, <laughs> what I can't imagine they are. <laughs> Please create, if you'd want it to be anonymous, create like a burner Instagram account and DM us what your review would have been because I just really want to well, know. Well, Grace, you you have to check then. I'm not checking the DMs for the next. <laughs> I'm sure it weeks. was like like the annoying voice one that like always talks needs to be quiet. Me. No, me. <laughs> oh, please. Um, but I did want to read a very sweet review we got. This was from BL Whitehead 49 It says, hands down my favorite podcast. I've tried adding more podcasts to listen to while waiting for the next hop culture episode to drop, and I just don't enjoy any of the others as much. I love the banter between these sisters. I only wish I could join in the combo. I find myself legitimately laughing out loud on the regular. That is... So nice. I feel like that is the equivalent of the kind reviews on the Airbnb that didn't have a bathroom door where it's like, really? Are are we talking about the same thing? (laughs) So that was so nice and so kind. Yeah, it was really nice. So thank you so much. Um, I have more to say about Airbnbs, but I'll save it for a future episode because we're running short on time. (laughs) So go ahead, Tess. (laughs) Okay, well, my... My weekly win is just I have just found I'm in like a good reading, the opposite of a reading rut. What would that be? A reading roll? Sure. Like <laughs> a reading streak. That I've read lately a reading streak. I feel like I've really liked most of the books that I have read lately. I just read or listened to The Screaming Staircase, which was recommended by everyday reading and it's just kind of a fun little spooky i think it's like a middle grade kind of aimed at middle graders just a fun little spooky ghost kind of book wait sorry which book was that it's called the screaming staircase by jonathan stroud Hmm. and it was just cute i hate to bring up harry potter again but it really sounds like a harry potter thing and I mean it, that as it a compliment. Is kind of, yeah, it is 
I I agree. When I was listening to it, I was like, this has like, I mean, obviously it's not on the same level as Harry Potter, but it had like good magical Harry Potter-ish kind of vibes with with some, you know, young characters fighting ghosts. I just tried I read- to Google the spooky staircase. <laughs> I got confused. So it's the screaming, the screaming staircase, right? The screaming staircase once again. Uh, (laughs) So sorry. She's like the fourth time. (laughs) No, it's good. It's it's good for the listeners. (laughs) I also read. Well, I'm not sure which of these to recommend because I. I read Nothing to Envy, which I know that's an old one, but I finally Oh, I love that it. one. It's very sad, but it's a very interesting nonfiction uh, book. And then my final recommendation I'll give is A Gentleman in Moscow. I finally read that one, which has been on my TBR for a long time. And that one, so far, is my favorite book that I've read this year. I love anything set in a hotel. Uh, which oh, I've is. seen this one before. Mm-hmm. I have. I think that I need to revise my Roman Empire because I think that communism might mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. my Roman Empire. Um, so it involves communism. It is. It just has a, amazing characters that I loved. So anyway, those are my those are my recommendations. But I just. It's just nice when your your entertainment is going well. Mm-hmm. You're liking things. That's it so true. It's a good spin on your whole life. Yeah, when your entertainment is going well, that's such a good way to sum it up. Whether it's <laughs> that reading, is such a good way TV, to sum it up. a good podcast. It's so true. When when you have good entertainment, it's like makes things bearable. That like desperate feeling yeah. when you don't like your entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's so I've reached bleak. evening and there's nothing to look forward to. I so. guess I'll just mm-hmm. scroll on my phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.